just realized this is the 22nd episode of the podcast and I'm now rethinking I should maybe talk about Taylor Swift for like 40 minutes um but again as I've mentioned before that just like will probably open up like a whole basket of emotions me talking about her um I also I will eventually dedicate a whole episode to her because of how passionate I am about her but I want to come I want to come with the facts I want to I want to be prepared and I want to present my case um there's you know I feel like people either love her or they hate her um and for whatever fucking reason they hate her um and it really grinds my gears whenever people hate Taylor Swift because I it feels equivalent to someone saying they hate my mom and that doesn't fly with me someone hates my mom get a sucker punch him in the face so yeah I do get really defensive when people are like oh I don't like Taylor Swift if you don't like Taylor Swift just don't listen to this podcast I don't want any Taylor slander and I don't want any listeners that hate Taylor because I just don't want to be associated with you I don't care if that means that I lose every listener I'd rather have no listeners than 4,000 listeners but they all hate Taylor Swift I just don't that's just not how that's gonna fly that's not gonna fly here um so if you hate her please for the love of god never listen to my podcast again (laughs) please um god if you're watching this i look questionable i'm gonna tell you about i'm gonna tell you about my past couple of nights guys um dear god so today is saturday it's a gloomy goddamn saturday and on Thursday, I, you know, had planned a little wine night with my with my besties, okay? And it was going swell. It was, it was, things were going good. And all of a sudden, I'm a whole bottle of wine deep. Now, <laughs> it's not like, you know, it's not like this wine was 13% and in, in whatnot. However, um, it, it was still a whole bottle of wine that I was consuming by myself. And I feel like that's necessary to reiterate. Like, it's, that's, you know, I feel like that's necessary that we point that out. And I'm like, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling twirly, swirly. And like, I want to keep going. Okay. Well, mistake number one that was just made. So, dear God, just recollecting on this fucking triggers me. I, um, I say, hey, bestie, I need you to make me a little mixed drink because that's definitely what I needed was a mixed drink after drinking a whole bottle of fucking wine. And so, um, proceed to drink that, guzzle it down, still not really you know, taking a step back and being like, hey, Lily, you're getting a little drunk. Um, nope, that didn't cross my mind yet. So we're playing Pong. I'm fucking dominating it, by the way, which I never do. Um, some would argue that I didn't dominate, but I think I did. That was probably my one of my best games of all time. And uh, it goes down in the books. I think in order for me, and I know it's like, okay, yeah, it's a drinking game. You know, you're supposed to, you either get better or you get worse. That's the more drunk you get for me I have to be borderline blacked out (laughs) to be good at it which is not a goal that I should have if I want to be good at pong I think I need to learn how to like get good at it (laughs) not you know belligerently drunk but you know that's that's a time that's a thing to work on on a different date so we're playing pong and we play it with like you know the real way we don't use water in the cups we use our like actual drinks and which saying that out loud is really gross because the ball's on the floor and I mean we were we had like a cup of water to like you know dip it in but dear god like that's just whatever you got to build up the immune system so in our cups we have a mixture of white claw um beer and champagne just whatever we had on tap um now 
this is where things get a little tricky because now I am, I have a couple of things in my stomach. Um, no food. I can assure you that. Uh, no food as of recent, at least. Um, I have wine, uh, White Claw, then, uh, some beer, a little mixed drink that I don't know what was, I don't know what was in it, and, um, a little champagne because it's just what we had. So you can imagine now, after all of this thus far, I'm not doing too well. Now, I'm someone who typically, like, doesn't get out of control. Like, I like, I'm a very, like, in-control person. I don't like to get too drunk to the point where I'm, like, I can't stand up and I don't know my first name. Well, I think my subconscious said, hey, you're in a safe environment. You're at your friend's house. So, that doesn't really, we're not going to follow that tonight. Because, let me tell you, I was not myself. You know how people have like those alter egos whenever they get drunk? It's like they, you know, they have their like other name. Well, I don't know. I don't have a name, but I'm going to just call her Lindsay because she was out. Um, I'll re I'll, you know, that name's in the works, but as of right now, that wasn't Lily. That was Lindsay. She was out and, um, I... <laughs> I woke up and I was in like not my clothes and I was like holy shit what happened and um my my friend was like oh yeah you said you were hot so you took off your clothes um this is because I was in the bathroom um having a panic attack and throwing up because I needed to get the demons out of my fucking body and they were like oh yeah you you know you were crying because and you were getting hot, so you took it off, but you wanted to have a shirt on because you were just wearing a sports bra. So I put a shirt on you, and then you got cold, so then I put a sweatshirt on you. And I was like, okay, yeah, that adds up. That sounds about right. Um, so shout out to my friends for for really for being there. I don't know how it happened. I do know how it happened because I just explicitly explained to all of you how it happened. But what I mean is that I, I just... Somewhere along the lines it went downhill really quick. And I think it was as soon as the pong table was set up was whenever things really fucking went downhill. Also, what do you bitches know about Celsius? I've heard some controversial things about it that it's like, you know, cause this cancer. But honestly, at this point, you know, what the fuck doesn't matter? Everything I do, God, breathing in this godforsaken air gives me cancer so i am a fan of the uh fuji apple pear great stuff uh the strawberry guava is also a good one honestly the orange recently discovered that flavor is a good one never drink the grape fucking horrible obviously i feel like that's just a given also the cola fucking horrible so stay stay away from those ones those ones are really bad but nonetheless, um, so that was my Thursday. And, um, so now we get to Friday and, um, recovery, recovery in full swing. My hangover really wasn't like that terrible. I was just fucking exhausted. And, um, my friends that I was with that night, um, they, we were just hanging out all day and, uh, you know, did the recovery, the debrief, all that good stuff. Uh, they caught me up on what I was doing because I didn't remember. I'm sorry, mom, if you're listening. I'm okay now. I was in good hands. So, you know, if you're listening, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. So Friday night rolls around and uh, our friends are like, hey, we're just having like a little pregame slash just like drinking in our place if, you know, whoever wants to come. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll partake. I'll just like hang out. I don't really feel like going downtown to the bars. Like it's fine. Well, one thing led to another, and you can imagine where I ended up. The bars, okay? And here's the thing. I didn't even end up going out with, like... I mean, I went out with my friends, but not, like, my, my lady friends. I went out with, like, three dudes that I'm, like, close with. And so, I'm, like, sitting at the bar, just, like, twiddling my fucking fingers because I don't have my, my gal pals with me. It was fucking horrible. Don't recommend that. However, my night did get better. 
met up with someone, um, had a great night. That was fun. Saw his ex. That was weird. That was weird. Yeah, for sure. But nonetheless, um, twas fun. Didn't get as drunk, which was great. I just kind of was, you know, riding, oh, cute puppy. I was just kind of, you know, riding out like a good drunk, like a good little buzz. I wasn't, I wasn't like fucking shit faced again. That was bad. That was not my finest moment. I typically, I never get like that. I don't know what happened. I mean, I know what happened, but like, that was not my intentions at all. I did not mean to get fucking hammered like that on Thursday. So took it, took it easy last night. And now it is 2.38 in the afternoon on Saturday. And I'm not going out tonight because I already have plans to do a little dinner dinner and a movie date with my two lady friends. Um, so I, that's, that's the plan. Um, I don't like, I look dead right now. One, because I don't have any, you know, self tanner on. And two, um, I think my body genuinely, like there's something wrong with me. I know there is for 100% because I could probably sleep all day and have no problem sleeping all night. So if anyone feels like diagnosing me, that'd be great. Um, this has been going on, though, for, like, two years. So I don't think mono lasts that long, if that's what mono is. Or, no, not pneumonia. It's mono, where you, like, just sleep all the fucking time. So could there it probably was that. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if someone looked me in the eyes and said, you have chronic mono, and you are never going to get rid of it. You're always just going to be tired like this for the rest of your life, which there's a really good chance. Definitely have like a, like some, some kind of vitamins I lack, like iron. I probably have an iron deficiency. Definitely. Uh, I should probably start taking my B12 vitamins as well. Um, because I, I just, I don't eat meat. If anyone, if you guys don't know that I've mentioned that before, but, um, if you haven't, you know, if, I, I just don't eat meat. I, I'm a pescatarian, so I still eat fish, though. So I, like, definitely, you know, miss out on some of those nutrients. But, like, I didn't think it would make me... Like, I, I just... I'm just always fucking tired. Always. And you could see it. You could see it. If You can look at me and you can be like, yeah, she's... She's a tired girl. She's sleepy. So, Yeah. That is my little update. That's kind of just, you know, the condensed version. Obviously, there are many more details, but I feel like there needs to be some kind of filter um, for just, like, legal and privacy purposes. <laughs> I can't, you know, just start name dropping, but that's what my therapy session is for. There's this little game me and my therapist like to play where it's like, like, I go once a week. I used to do uh, once every other week. And that was just, like, not enough because in between that time, it there was just, like, way too much that happened. And so whenever I would see her, I would, like, have way too much to say. There would be, like, 18 new characters in the plot, um, four of them already gone from last week. And now there's, like, two new ones that just occurred today. Like, there's just always things going on where it's, like, I can't do every other week, you know? It has to be an every week situation. So, we like to play this little game where it's, like, you know, if a lot of shit went down, I'll text her beforehand and be, like, hey, get your popcorn ready, babe, because it's gonna be a good one. And I'm a, I'm a teller of stories, I'd like to argue, that I, that I, at least that's what she tells me. She says that I deliver my stories very well and that they're just very entertaining. So I'm glad I could provide, you know, some entertainment to my therapist um, to kind of balance out the depressive thoughts that I will express sometimes. So, um, yeah, we like to, we, we have a good time. Me and my therapist, we have a good time. Honest, honest to God, she's probably, she's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I'm so serious. Like, holy shit. She's fucking awesome. I've had therapists all my life, basically, since I was, like, seven or eight. And she's just top dog. She's fucking awesome. I love her. She, um, like, she actually is a therapist. And what I mean by that is, um, like, 
she actually guides me and gives me like advice and but in the past like I've had therapists where they just like listen and um like don't really say much they kind of just like nod their head and um but don't like kind of give me guidance counseling some might say but this one let me tell you she knows what the fuck she's doing so segue um I at my school which uh, when this comes out, I will be graduating in a couple of days. Right now, I graduate in one week, which is fucking horrible. Um, at my school, we have, like, a student, like, health center. And um, it's also, like, a mental health center, too. Um, and there are these, like, pamphlets that they have out. It's, like, a carousel of a bunch of different pamphlets about a bunch of different topics. And I thought that I would go through them and kind of, you know, give my, give my take on them. Uh, for example, these are some of the, some of the ones that I picked out because, you know, it's kind of just like very surface level, uh, corny-ish, uh, advice. And, um, so I, and some of them were kind of funny too, because I, I think these were probably made on like Microsoft PowerPoint, like 15 years ago so I thought that it would be fun slash cool to go through these so um first we have uh I don't know if this is the order I'm gonna go in but I picked up dealing with anxiety I'm very familiar on that one respect yourself protect yourself how to insist on condoms that should be a good one eating healthy on a budget I, I honestly picked this one up just you know for me Scary facts about vaping with monsters on the front of it. 20 ways to respond to sexual pressure. This one's going to be good. Nine signs of a healthy relationship. Okay. And how to quit vaping. The vaping ones do not partake to me uh, because I don't do that because I'm a good little angel. Uh, But I feel like some of you bitches need to listen to it. So first up, we're going to do 20 ways to respond to sexual pressure. So, um, well, let's, it's, uh, it says what to say and how to say it. It's okay to wait. No, it's not. I'm just kidding. Yes, it is. Also, everything I say right now, please just fucking, like, it's not that serious. You know, if you want to fucking wait, like, this is, I mean, at the end of the day, this is important stuff, but, like, I'm just trying to be an ass, okay? So, saying no to sex can be hard, especially if you feel pressured by someone you really like. Read below for ideas on what you can say when someone you care about is putting on pressure. And this is what the person is saying. Everyone's doing it. Why can't we? And you can say, I'm not everyone. And I know what's right for me. Period. Everyone's fucking. Everyone's fucking and sucking. Why can't we? Because I'm not fucking everyone. I'm not everyone. I'm me, bitch. I guess that's that's a, that's a good one. <laughs> Next, don't worry, I'll pull out. I've heard that one before. No way. It only takes one drop of semen to get pregnant. And I'm definitely not ready to be a parent. Yeah, fuck those kids. Fuck those kids. Don't worry, I'll pull out. Famous last words. Famous last words. Uh, Number three, I heard you did it with Chris. (laughs) And you believe it? I'm not with Chris anymore because I didn't like getting pressured all the time. Go queen. Or king. I don't know. I'm not with Chris anymore. Okay doesn't mean you can't you're not gonna fuck them bt dubs so can't we just do it this once yeah right next time you'll say we did it before i don't want sex to change our relationship okay i understand where you're coming from but what does that mean i don't want sex to change our relationship like what does that mean like you don't want i don't know like, you don't want it to be, like, the foundation of your relationship. I guess I can see that. But, like, it's also a really big part of a relationship. But whatever. You're still a virgin. What are you waiting for? <laughs> You're still a fucking virgin? You fucking loser. You're 32 years old and you're still a virgin? Fucking weirdo. <laughs> uh, in my next life, you know, when I'm reincarnated, hopefully into a person, if not maybe like a street cat 
Um, but if I'm like, you know, my, my soul goes to another body, I want to do a science experiment where I just like never, like I'm just the Virgin Mary my entire life. I just never do anything. You know how much willpower that takes? How the fuck do nuns do it? How are, how do nuns just like, do nuns get horny? That's what I want to know. What do priests do? I know what they do on Fleabag, but I feel like that's not a good representation of um, actual priests, especially here in America, because I know priests aren't swearing, cussing, and sucking and fucking their friends. They are with little boys. <sighs> Highly unfortunate. Um, I've thought about this. I'm waiting until I know I can handle sex and whatever comes after. Yeah. You know, I wish I would have had this mindset whenever I was younger. Here's a fun fact. More than half of all high school students have not had sex. They may want to wait till marriage or may worry about getting pregnant or becoming infected with a sexually transmitted disease or infection. Whatever the reason, they're choosing abstinence. Okay, here's my hot take. Let's stop teaching abstinence and actually start educating students on like proper sex education just just a thought you know i know this isn't teaching abstinence but like i know a lot of schools will be like oh um just the best way to avoid pregnancy is to just not have sex okay yeah obviously but that's fucking horrible advice miss smith damn it oh my god the next one, you you can't resist me. You know you want it. That's some that's some shit I'd say. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It just is. You can't resist me. You know you want it. Yeah, you're right. You are right, sir. Yeah, I think you're hot, but you gotta take me seriously when I say no. Period. Yeah, I think you're hot. Fuck yeah, I think you're hot. <laughs> I'm dying here. You got me all excited. You got me bricked up right now, dude. No, I really mean it. Maybe you should go home now. I mean, yeah. Here's the thing. All of these are all very valid. You know, like, it, it no means no. We all fucking know this. It's just, it's funny that these are funny because it's, like, my, like, not really realistic situations. And my school also provided this. So that's why it's kind of funny to me. Um... You're worried about AIDS? I'm so insulted. Who do you think I am? I think you're a wonderful person who had sex before. Did you know that you could be infected with HIV or other STD and not know it? Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, guys. It's unfortunate how little I know about STDs and HIV and et cetera, et cetera. Um, hate to admit it, but they don't have they didn't have a pamphlet on it, so they don't, they're not teaching us about that. They're just teaching us how to refuse sex. Condoms? Oh, it's okay. I have a condom. I'm glad you're thinking about protection, but I still don't want to risk it. Risk what? I mean, I guess, you know, it's not, whatever. Um, Condoms aren't a guarantee. There is still a risk of pregnancy and STDs. The most reliable protection is choosing to not have sex. Oh my fucking God. What did I just say? What did I just say? That's, I mean, yeah, but like, what did I just fucking say? The most reliable protection is not choosing to have sex. Okay, well then, instead of, like, teach, like saying, you know, the best way to not get infected or get pregnant is to not have sex, maybe instead of saying that, maybe provide more information on, like, all of the different ways. Like, the fucking, um, like, a the thing they shove up, the copper IUD thing in your cooch or your arm or, um pills and stuff they're not talking about that they're just saying here's how to say no um and if they're not saying no that's okay or if if they're not accepting it that's fine because you can just not have sex ever if you don't want to get pregnant fuck you if you get pressure from friends you'll lose him if you don't do it who the fuck is saying that you got shitty friends if your friends are saying you're gonna lose him if you don't do it what the fuck Sounds like your friends are going to fuck them. If you don't do it, I will. <laughs> That's what it fucking sounds like. Having sex doesn't guarantee we'll stay together. I could still get dumped. If he loves me, he'll wait. Okay. 
be a man go for it yeah be a man if you got a dick go for it this isn't a game i'll do it when i'm ready not when somebody else thinks i should period i mean love is a ruthless game as taylor swift once said um yeah why not are you gay or something oh fuck off that's a terrible fucking thing to say why not are you gay or something god damn people say this shit the fuck i'm not going to have sex just to prove something that's a shitty thing if your friends are saying this you need new friends babe whether you're attracted to girls or guys having sex doesn't prove you're heterosexual you could be gay straight or not sure and still not have sex yeah i guess not i mean they're not wrong i love you and we're going to get married someday why wait i want our wedding night to be special why not wait here's the thing all right that brings up a really great point that i'm gonna i'm gonna say my piece and that'll be it i could not fathom waiting my entire life to not have sex and the first time it be on my wedding night now people who do that to each their own i don't really give a fuck but i'm just talking about me personally i like that puts so much pressure on each other that night where it's like i i feel like it it's like you have such high expectations because it's like you waited all your life especially if it's both of you who have waited your entire life and it's like you're putting all this pressure on this one night and what if it's not what you expected what if you're both terrible at it you probably will be if you've never done it before you know and it's like well like i just can't imagine like the first time you have sex is whenever you're like 28 and you've never done it before especially if you've never done any kind of hanky panky and you're just like oh it's just weird because it's like your entire wedding night in the back of your head it's just gonna be holy fuck i'm having sex tonight what if you get like too drunk at your wedding and you can't even fucking have sex like wouldn't you want like my wedding night mom stop listening if you're listening to this right now please mom please just skip ahead like 30 seconds i want my wedding night to like be like quality good high quality sex and so like you want it to be memorable yeah but like how's it gonna be memorable if you're if the sex you're having on your wedding night's fucking horrible <laughs> like you're gonna remember and be like holy shit that sex was fucking horrible i understand okay listen and here's the thing in my head i have multiple people always talking so i hear people right now saying like but it's going to be special because it's like the first time and it's with your husband or your wife now and i get that aspect but like it could still be special it's still special if you've had sex regardless before your wedding night so it's like i mean it's still gonna be memorable because it's your first time having sex as husband and wife you know what i mean i don't know to each their own i'm just saying personally i don't think i could do that next i'll make you feel so good (laughs) i already feel good and i really don't want to go any further i mean period it's just the things that the people are saying like the responses are fine but it's just funny the i'll make you feel so good Ugh. just like picturing this just this little dirty boy being like oh like just god i just want to get my fucking dick wet mom please don't listen to this (laughs) i just i mean like okay i'm moving on getting flustered we're all alone it's the perfect time it's not perfect until we're both ready okay we've had sex before we were lucky we didn't end up dealing with a pregnancy i don't want to keep taking chances okay has anyone ever heard of plan b or Planned Parenthood and the abortion clinic. Just saying. I mean, I know if you're not into it, then you're not into it. But I'm just saying, you know. There's other options. Have fun. You only live once, dude. You only live once. Drake said it best. If you won't, someone else will. What does that even mean? Someone's like, if you won't have sex, someone else will. Oh, what? Like, if I don't have sex with you, someone else is going to have sex with you? What does that even fucking mean? 
I'm moving away tomorrow. It's our last chance. <laughs> God damn. You want to know what? I just can't. I just like. If anyone ever said any of this shit to me. They're, my hand slapped it across their face. Um, okay. If you really loved me, you'd want to show me. Fuck you. Fucker. Alright, I'm done with this one. They're getting weird. Um. Ah, fuck. How to insist on, or not how to, how to insist on anxiety. I just read two of them at the same time. Dealing with anxiety. Now, I've kind of talked about, you know, like I've had my sh fair share of advice videos and whatnot. And, and, um. Like, talking about change and how to not give a fuck and all those things. So, in, in those, I kind of talk about, you know, dealing, being in control of things and whatnot. So, I'm kind of interested to see what my school is going to tell me is the best way to, like, deal with anxiety. Um, I don't know how good this one's going to be. It might actually, it might actually be good. First, it's just talking about um, the symptoms of anxiety, um, sleep problems, short, shallow breathing, tightness of chest, rapid heartbeat, nausea, dizziness, sweating, or trembling, headache. Yeah, mine typically, if I'm having an anxiety attack, you bet your bottom dollar I'm feeling like I'm going to upchuck everywhere. So, it sounds about right there. Figuring out what triggers your anxiety. Yeah. I mean, that's like the main thing is figuring out, you know, what is making, like, kind of grounding yourself and making yourself feel like pointing it out like once you're able to point out what's triggering your anxiety one you can avoid those triggers and two you can point it out and be like this is just my anxiety and I'm not actually in danger because what anxiety is is that it like it's your brain's response to a situation or a thought and it's like trying it's like a fight or flight basically so your brain is like holy shit we need to get out of here um, you're gonna die. Like, whenever I used to have really bad car anxiety, um, I just constantly, like, needed to flee from the situation. So, I like, being stuck in the car was just, like, horrifying, especially if I wasn't driving because I wasn't in control either. Uh. Excuse me. Oh, that tasted... <laughs> that did not taste good. Um, focus on things you can control. Exactly. Okay, this pamphlet, honestly, is doing it. Aim for doing your best, not perfection. Work on time management skills. Being prepared when, being prepared can help uh, keep anxiety in check. Exactly. This honestly, this is giving some good advice right now. Um, being in, like focusing on what you can control is the best way to like respond to anxiety. It's like if you're having anxiety about a situation that either is not ha is like happening in a week. Um, and you're kind of just thinking like, what if, what if this happens? What if this happens? Babe, you don't know if that's going to happen. So why, why are we worrying about it? Um, express your feelings, talk to others. It can help realize that you are not alone. Uh, whenever I would have anxiety attacks, I would, um, like I would sometimes write it down, but other times I would simply just start rambling. I would be like, Hey, I need to, I need to talk to you. Like, I just need to like, just tell you something. Or, um, I remember one time my my aunt she we were in the back of a car when whenever I had really bad car anxiety and she could tell that I was having an anxiety attack and she just like started telling me this like random story um because it was gonna get my mind off of it and that really helps me as well take care of your body exercise eat healthy foods get enough sleep limit alcohol and caffeine well that's good advice but not advice I'm following Try art, yoga, meditation, and other mindful exercises that may help you reduce stress. Great advice as well. Um, I'm a painter. I I'm a I paint things. I'm not like a painter, but like I like to paint. That's a really really great exercise. Um, also, doing puzzles really relaxing. Uh, phone games. If you're in a pinch and you're like you know not at home or something, and you're, you're like on an airplane or something, and you're having anxiety, like focusing on just like a mind numbing game, solitaire, uh, crossword puzzles great great things to do uh keep that on hand i love phone games i'm obsessed with like the wordscape right now um god i'm on like fucking level 250 i just downloaded it a couple days ago it's really bad actually and then last but not least ask for help yeah medication or combination of medication and talk therapy may also be an option um or just talk therapy if you're feeling anxious 
If your anxious feelings are intense and do not go away or making day-to-day life hard, seek professional help. I remember when my anxiety was like peak the worst. I was in middle school. I shit you not. I would be, I remember one time it was debilitating. It was so bad. I was in science class and I remember like sitting there and 40, 50 minutes passed. I completely blacked out of that class because my anxiety attack was lasting like an hour and I didn't want to get up because it was also high school and she was teaching and it's not the same as like you can't just like get up you have to like raise your hand and I was also scared that like if I stood up I would like pass out and I remember like literally like blacking out like the entire time I was just trying to focus on like not either throwing up or passing out because my heart was like fucking racing out of my goddamn chest and god damn that was bad so if you're ever you know in a pickle like that um and it it's that's like a common thing that's happening to you a lot definitely um definitely either do some of those tips and tricks or like breathing exercises great helps me wonderfully um even like still whenever I get them sometimes um next up um we want to do scary facts about vaping or how to quit vaping um maybe maybe we'll do how to quit vaping this does not apply to me but i feel like it might apply to some of you bitches so let's go um reasons uh think about why you want to quit your reasons might include vaping might may not help you quit smoking regular cigarettes it may make it even harder to quit period you want to lower your risk of heart disease stroke in diabetes, using nicotine raises the risks of all those health problems. Vape juices may contain different chemicals. The long-term health effects of vaping these chemicals are unknown. That's great. Really comforting stuff. Vapes can explode without warning and cause serious interest, injuries. What? God damn. Your kids don't want to see you vaping. Yeah, all my listeners here who have kids. All zero of you, I'm assuming. All right. Ways to quit include cold turkey god yeah little uh thanksgiving thanksgiving leftovers are gonna help you quit real quick that was a really bad joke i'm sorry many people stop vaping all at once if you do you will likely uh have symptoms of withdrawal um like anxiety irritability dizziness nausea and trouble with sleep um withdrawal symptoms tend to improve after three or four days so you just need to get through three or four days babe and then you're good you're golden reduction method make a plan to reduce the amount of nicotine you vape each day use vapes or vape juice with reduced nicotine content uh continue to lower your nicotine levels then stop vaping if you use flavored vape juice get a flavor you don't like or go flavor flavorless i know i think they're doing that like i don't think joel's are selling like flavorful ones like the mint jewel pods i'll be honest guys i was never a vapor but if there was a time and a place and someone had a mint jewel pod i i liked the taste of it i wouldn't actually inhale it because my poor little lungs are just like so like i just have the most virgin lungs ever Uh, i wouldn't be able to handle it but i just liked the taste of it it tasted so yummy so i can see why and you want to know what we were so close to ending teen smoking um and then Joel's became a thing like we were they the percentage of teenagers who smoked was so incredibly low we were we were so close and then Joel's just came in and fucked everything up dumb bitches um plan for your triggers certain situations or feelings can make you crave nicotine like whenever you're out at a bar and you're feeling drunk and you're like, oh God, I just want to, I just want to rip it. God, I want to take a hit. Don't. Think of me and think of your children and don't do it. Figure out what people, places, feelings, times, or actions trigger your urge to vape. If you can, try to avoid these things that trigger your cravings. Okay, well, what if you're someone who vapes and like everyone you're friends with also vape? They're just going to be triggering you all the time. It's like, I'm trying to quit smoking, but, like, you're out at a bar on a Friday night. Everyone's ripping their shit, and you just, you can't get away from it. It's just, you know, 
I have such little faith in this generation. Like, are we going to make it to 50? Be honest, guys. Are we going to make it to 50? I don't think we are. Uh, focus on healthy habits. Eat lots of fruits and vegetables. Drink plenty of water. Exercise to reduce cravings and boost your mood. I don't know if that's how that works. Exercising to reduce cravings. I don't know if that's how that works. Make a plan. Pick a quit date and make a plan. Your plan should include how you will deal with your cravings, where you will get the support when it gets tough. If you also smoke regular cigs, a little tur, make a plan that includes quitting them as well. Remember, a plan for a plan. Hang on, I got it. Hang on. Remember, plan a reward for yourself for each small success in your quit plan. Yeah. Um, you got this, guys. I believe in you. You want to do little nic- nicotine patches? You do that. Just do better. Makes me really sad seeing all these people. Like, I'll be walking to class and I just see everyone just ripping their devices. I'm like, come on, guys. Come on. It's like, I don't even find it attractive either. It's just, it's not for me. Never has been. All right, what do we want to do next? Nine signs of a healthy relationship? Sure, we'll do that one because I've talked about relationships on here before. I'm also recording this podcast to avoid going to the gym because I don't feel like it. <laughs> All right. Now, there are, what was it, nine signs? All right. Number one, you can be yourself. You can express yourself honestly. You can be different from one another and enjoy those differences. You can, your partner appreciates you for who you are. You're glad you're, you are glad to have your partner support and don't need, but don't need approval. Yeah. Some, some people in my life need to really, really read this one. Um, yeah, like you're, a, okay, wait, I'll get to the next one. You feel free to spend time apart, enjoy other friends, be with your family, stay true to your own values, speak your honest opinion, and keep with the activities and interests that are important to you. This is a really big one because I used to not be able to do this. I don't know if it was because the relationship was unhealthy, but I think it was mainly because I just like didn't know how to have a healthy relationship and like have boundaries and separate lives uh, with my partner. So yeah, uh, some, some, some people in my life really need to learn how to do that. Um, like you're allowed to spend time apart and you're also like, it's, this kind of talks about like, um, like balancing relationships I talked about in a previous episode where it's like, you're allowed to have, you know, different lives and that's actually a good thing. Like having your friends and everything and um, having that life and then having your own life where you do things by yourself and you do things for yourself, by yourself. And then you also have your like relationship with your partner. And there comes a time where um, if you're spending time with your friends and for example, your boyfriend is like, you know, getting pissed off that you're hanging out with your friends. Um, really big red flag. That's called uh, manipulation, BT dubs. So if your boyfriend gets mad at you for hanging out with your friends or tries to pin your friends against you because he thinks he is better and he thinks that your friends are shitty, uh, once again, Let's reevaluate and um, recognize that that is extremely bad behavior and he's probably manipulating you, babe. Number three, your partner hears what you say. Your partner shows interest in you by taking the time to listen. Your partner looks at you when you talk and lets you finish. Your partner accepts your feelings, ideas, and opinions as your own. When one of you feels upset, you feel safe enough to talk about things, talk things out in a respectful manner, period. Um, I have been witness to... Um, relationships where this was not the case where you couldn't really you know talk about things that were on your mind and things that upset you without the other person just like getting really offended and defensive I think the most like the healthiest thing in this case is like when you can talk about things and they you know they listen they let you finish and they're like I hear you and I understand and I'm sorry that I made you feel that way here is where I'm coming from. One of the best things I learned in therapy was that whenever you're in a relationship and you're trying to tell your partner how 
their actions made you feel never you don't say like um you like you did this you are this you blank 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 instead say um I feel that you know I you made me feel blank 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 or I I feel like you are not blank 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 you know like in like saying like I feel um I feel as though instead of pointing the finger because that immediately is going to trigger like their defense mechanism because it's like if they're if someone's pointing the finger at you and you don't believe that like that's how you handle the situation you're gonna like they're gonna get pissed off and they're gonna go in defense mode uh number four you can agree to disagree you give each other a little wait you can each give a little to come to an agreement and take turns making decisions if you have a disagreement you talk it out and don't let anger build up yeah i think this one's really hard for me though because i mean i can't agree to disagree but i'm also just very stubborn so that's one that i definitely it's definitely a sign of healthy relationship if you can do that um but not it's hard it's easier said than done all right your partner respects your boundaries. You could say, I can't be with you every minute. Don't tease me in that way. I don't want to have sex. I can't make a decision right now. I need time to think. You could say that without, like, them getting pissed off. Uh, you With your partner, you feel connected, not controlled. Period. That's a great one. Number six, you are honest with each other. You can build... I'm sweating my cock off right now because I have my fucking... I have the heat blowing on me directly on top of me. I got a heated blanket on right now. Hair's down. Sweating balls off right now. Number six, you're honest with each other. You build trust by being honest and kind, even if the truth is disappointing. For example, I forgot you are, you are right to be upset. I'm sorry. Exactly. That's all it takes. That's all it fucking takes. I, I see where you're coming from. I'm sorry. I understand why you're upset. And I think one of the biggest things that is like a factor into a healthy relationship is whenever you're upset about something and you can like you can admit and be like I you know I'm upset right now and I don't want to talk about this right now I want to think about it I just need some time and space and then I I I will talk about this whenever I'm ready I don't want to like being able to take some time and you know, think about what you want to say beforehand and let it digest. Because if you like immediately respond to something and and you're like really, really pissed and you have like a lot of really pent up emotions, you are bound to say something that you'll probably regret. And just kind of like not doing that is like kind of taking time, like taking a step back and being like, okay, you know, I need, I need time to think about this before I kind of say anything. I need to sleep on this. And your partner being able to, like, respect that. Huge green flag. (sighs) Alright. Signs of an unhealthy relationship. Listen up, ladies and gentlemen. A relationship is unhealthy if your partner, here's a little bullet list, makes fun of or insults your thoughts, ideas, or beliefs, criticizes you or calls you names, Um, tries to keep you from your friends or activities you like. Tries to keep you from your friends or activities you like. Listen up, fuckers. Big one that I see a lot. Doesn't respond when you talk or ignores you. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll be, that'll be unhealthy. Um, always has to win with a discussion or argument threatens scares or harms you in any way yeah that'll that's that's definitely a red flag right there forces you to do something you don't want that yep that's a bit that's a big one if you are concerned about your relationship talk to a healthcare provider or counselor they can refer you to help and support in your community i got construction going on outside and i'm getting real pissed off about it they woke me up bitches um number eight your partner uses this is back to signs of a healthy relationship your partner uses language that lifts you up words that encourage notice respect appreciate invite and point out the positive for example encourage i believe you can do it notice i like how you are patient with your grandmother i love that stuff i love the very like 
um, small specific details where it's like, um, I like the way you do this very, very small thing. It's like when people point out the details of like something I do and they're like, and they compliment, you know, and something I, I don't even notice, like something, uh, you know, so mundane, but it's so specific and special. God, that'll do it for me. Um, respect. I'll put, I'll put on these earphones so that you can read. Like, it's just, it's such small things like that that are so considerate where I'm like, that's just like an immediate green flag. Appreciate. Thank you for helping out. Um, invite. Would you like to go to the festival tomorrow? I would. Point out the positive. You have a great smile. That's like one of my favorite compliments, to be honest, when people tell me I have a great smile. It doesn't happen often, but when it does, I'll probably fall in love with you. And lastly, you take your time to get to know each other. You spend time talking. You spend time together talking about what each of you values and cares about. You talk about where you think your relationship might go, and it might be different in a month or a year. You accept that we all grow and change, and relationships do too. Period. So not all bad stuff. College. You know, I was expecting it to to be like very cheesy and like not great advice honestly i applaud you mental health facility i know you're not the greatest when it comes to actually helping out students but your pamphlets are nice (laughs) um that's it for today guys uh thank you for listening again um i hope you enjoyed it uh even if you know it's just like your background noise um so you don't feel like lonely. I know I listen to podcasts a lot where it's kind of just like I have it in the background and it kind of just, especially since I live alone, I have, you know, constantly either TV, music, podcasts playing and it kind of just makes me feel like someone else is uh, with me. So I appreciate you guys listening and you can follow the pod on Instagram at argue with the wall, but the width is a W and um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, it takes a long fucking time for me to upload these videos. So if you do it, that'd be greatly appreciated. And I shall talk to you guys next week. Toodles. Next time I talk to you, I will no longer be a college student. So Mm -hmm. that sentence makes me want to (laughs) die. All right. Bye, guys.